Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? It is you, my dear Missy. But there will be one who comes after you. One more fairer still. No, it can't be true. I thought Alice was... Ugh, I should have killed her when I had the chance in Twagist. You say that I'm. You say that I'm. I come after you, but I'm older than you. I. I know. I. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry for not just dropping the word podcast in. A Thank quote you. Like I, I do appreciate. Do. I do appreciate I it. I do appreciate that. One. Yes, yeah. you did. You did. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of She's an Actress. Our our series focusing on uh, Charlize Theron. Today, we are watching 2012's Snow White and the Huntsman. This was was your pick, Missy. Why don't you talk a little bit about why we added this to the list? Yes. So this, for me, was a film that I saw in theaters. And this came out uh, very close to and then maybe was after I graduated from college Hmm. and had just started putting myself out there on the dating field with men and I went on a very cute date um with a guy and it was really nice and we saw this movie and it just synthesized to make this incredibly queer awakening experience where it just was I loved watching this film but I loved watching it because of the the serious campiness of it mm-hmm. all like yeah. it just hit me in a in a perfect way um I watched it uh last night with my uh husband uh Alex not the person I went on the date with um and uh it I just it it just is something about being in this movie, in this world. It is beautiful. It is, the costuming is gorgeous. The mm-hmm. acting, I think, is on point. Like, I think Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, especially, like, oh my God, if we want to talk about, like, someone who is, who who has pitched their tent in the camp of this movie. Like, yes. I cannot believe the performance she's delivering. It's incredible. Um, so I just was like, you know what, if we're going to do Charlize, and knowing you had not seen it, yet Mm -hmm. i was like this will be my sort of my contribution in terms of the what i'm bringing having seen before you had seen young adult for instance and so you know Mm -hmm. and that thing that you do so there was you know some interchange on that um but yeah it just i like it i just like this movie it's okay I, i i will say i had a real roller coaster with this movie um, I definitely agree that the acting is great. I think I think the costumes are incredible. The CG, I think it was a little uncanny valley for me. I think it was probably very good for the time. And I, I really respect what they were going for. It's not that there wasn't like artistic merit behind the CG necessarily. It was more just, it just wasn't there in a way that looks a little off to me now. But I don't fault the movie for that because that's just a product of its time. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie last night. I watched about the first half, I got to the scene where they're fleeing from the village that's being burned. Yes. And 
I was so bored, I took a nap. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I don't. I, I, I know this one. I know Missy likes this one, but I'm not sure. And then, so I took a two-hour nap. It was like 7 p.m. I woke up at 9 p.m. And I was like, okay, I got to finish this. I got to finish this movie. I went back and I continued watching it. And... I liked the rest of it. I actually, I actually really liked the last hour of it. Um, I have some, I have some quibbles, but um, if they had just had a, a supercut of all the scenes with Charlize and um, and um, Kristen Stewart alone, I think that would have been because those those were my two anchor points. And I think the oh yeah after after the initial scene where where Charlize takes over, um, and then and then Kristen Stewart's on the run. It's just a bunch of her getting chased by the the huntsmen, her getting chased in general. They keep they keep showing up and attacking, and then they're burning they're burning the village down. And I was just like, this is the same thing over and over again. I don't care. <laughs> yes, it, it, watching it uh, last night especially, and we and we watched the extended edition on the Blu Ray I own, which was like four extra minutes. I don't even know what the four extra minutes were. Hmm. Um, my biggest quibble is pacing and editing. Mm-hmm. This this is not a trim movie by any means. It oh, is no. trying to be an epic. It is trying to be sweeping mm-hmm. yeah. in the world building of it. You know, because it's we don't we don't need to. We'll talk about the plot, but in terms of plot, it's Snow White. You know the fucking story. You know yeah. everyone mm-hmm. knows what this story is. But the the little personal like touches and and things that they added and layered into this to to build a a unique world. For this Snow White, um, I thought was is really interesting. But I do not blame you for falling asleep, especially as you pointed out. There's a section where we don't get Charlize for a little while. It is just Kristen Stewart and Chris Hemsworth running around and random British character actors attacking them. Yeah, and, and there's very little like actual character reveal there until they meet the until they meet the dwarves like he does he's he's like fuck you i don't care she's like they're gonna kill me and that and then they get chased out of whatever place they're at this happens like three times i think like it it (laughs) was just it was just nothing um okay let's let's do you want to go through the plot or do you want to do you want me to bring up my other quibbles right now you know what? Let's get the quibbles out of. We can. I mean, unless you okay. want to drop the quibbles in for quick bites right. during sure. the, the plot summary. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Some that. some real quibbies in here. Um, I, I don't. I didn't like that they had the way they did the dwarves, specifically the fact that they had like full height actors. And I know, like, this whole movie kind of felt like budget Lord of the Rings or like Lord of the Rings. Like, if, 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 like, someone who didn't speak English saw Lord of the Rings and tried to make their own version of it a little bit, um, because it had a lot of those same elements, and especially yes. once you got to the doors, I was like, oh, this is the fucking Hobbit all over again. Um, but I, and like, don't get me wrong, I like a lot of those actors, I really like Bob Hoskins, I really like Nick Frost, but every time they cut to the like, the, the, the force perspective shots were fine, but every time they cut to them where their like heads were CG'd onto the bodies, I just felt like they could have just hired. Like people with dwarfism to to play these roles. Oh yes, yes. Like and like, I know that I know that there's only like one that everyone knows of, but that doesn't mean there there aren't other good actors out there. A lot of actors that are little people. You also like realize there's more of them out there because especially when you see a movie that utilizes them, you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. I, I I recognize this person from mm-hmm. like one movie, this person from another one. So yeah, there are there are out there. Uh, there are sorry. There are great actors out there who can perform it. And in fact, um, the Disney Snow White with Rachel Ziegler, 
wow, Ziggler? Ziggler. Rachel Ziggler, um, I believe, is using actors with dwarfism to portray it. Um, and in this, it, I would say that that element that you pointed out is certainly the part that aged Lily's best and maybe was already not great when it landed. Um, I know mm-hmm. there was uh, protests from the Little People of America um, about that fact. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as you said, I didn't think about this being a post Lord of the Rings film, but it certainly is. Now oh, that yeah. I'm thinking about it, oh, it absolutely is. A, a attempt at Snow White after that aesthetic had yeah. been established because this is you know nine years after the that franchise was done right yeah and I mean I think like specifically how it was shot with like a lot of sweeping sweeping um, vistas and, mm-hmm. and the, like the, like a lot of like they're walking and you see the camera kind of swoop way overhead and stuff I, I felt I felt very much taken to Lord of the Rings when I was when I was watching this yes and um, I what I appreciate about this film and this was something um, that actually Alex pointed out. And it kind of involves the CG uh, element that you were talking about too, which mm-hmm. is I like the fact that most of the outdoor sets are all it's or all outdoor locations are on location. It is yes. not green screen. This film right, right. is not a green screen film. Yeah, it is yeah. not. Let's just make everything look like how we want it. You know, right. uh, with digital stuff, whatever. It's like no, we're in real, you know, uh, tactile places um, yeah they're in the woods and stuff like yeah yes. no, totally that's that's what i was saying like the stuff that they did with green screen like a lot of the effects like around um like ravenna's sort of like bird and and like i don't know venom power mm-hmm. and stuff a lot of those like like liquid effects and stuff they like artistically it's really cool it just it just looks a little dated is all um because because our yes. standards have changed but that's they aren't they aren't right? yeah they aren't like you said putting them in fake 3d boxes that are shot against the green screen yeah, and so I, I really like that mix of it. But you're you're right. Um, the it is it is uncanny valley odd when you see an actor who you know is not a little person on the head of whose head is there on a little person. It, right. It was odd, and I I thought about it every once in a while, being like, is this okay, quote unquote? And I don't want you know I don't want to get into a uh, a PC debate, which I don't think this is necessarily a there's probably more than a sure. PC debate on that part, you know, uh, it's, you know, in terms of actors depicting things like that. But I did think that it at least was, at least the dwarves weren't like, it wasn't like they were the butt of jokes. They weren't making fun of them for yeah, it. Yeah, and in was- fact, they were very instrumental characters within the story, which I Oh, liked. no, they, yeah. they were, they are key to the plot. If, if um, Bob Hoskins's dwarf, I, I forget his name, he, the, the blind one mm-hmm. hadn't really like pointed out like, oh yeah, she's the fucking King's daughter. This movie, this movie might have ended much differently or much faster. Oh yes, very much so. Uh, Bob Hoskins uh, playing Muir, M U I R, um, and his last role before his retirement yeah. um, due to Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, Super and Mario I, himself. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's a very great performance. Um, mm-hmm. It is a in terms of acting and presence and important to the plot, it's a very nice send off. I thought, mm-hmm. um, and really has an, uh, a, just a gravitas with him. Um, yeah. we can quickly go through all the actors that are the dwarves here. We have Ian McShane, um, <laughs> Deadwood himself as kind of the leader of the dwarves. Yeah. Uh, then you had Ray Winstone, Nick Frost, Toby Jones, Eddie Marsden, Johnny Harris, and Brian Gleason. 
a lot of character actors from the UK, you mm-hmm. know, played all of the dwarves. But again, would have been great if they had gotten actual um, actors that were little people to do that. Yeah, like hire, give those people work. Yes. Um, studios, please. Um, why don't we go through the plot? Let's do it. Oh, boy. We open up on a beautiful red rose, and it's blooming in winter. Oh, my word. And um, the queen mother accidentally pricks herself on one of the thorns, and it's always three drops. I didn't notice this until... um, I think Alex pointed out that there's three drops of blood that hit on the ground because it's important for three drops later. Um, and she's like, okay, I wish I had a daughter. She had sn- uh, skin white as snow, lips red as blood, um, hair black as raven's wings, and a heart as strong as a rose. These are all elements that come from the classic fairy tale, but it is interesting how they use those layerings of it to create the aesthetic of the movie and really leaned into that imagery. It was snowing outside our first snow of the year uh, when we hit this and all of the snow scenes just felt so cozy is a weirdly the wrong word, but it felt like, Oh yes, I get this. I, I feel, I want to be there, you know, walking in that, that area and all that. But yeah, it was, it was the well, kind of magical snow. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I have, having lived in Southern California now for a very long time, I haven't lived in California for the last basically like, 15 years of my life um kind of rationalized that like like snow doesn't look like it does in movies it, it always oh, looks yeah. like in real life it's always gray and slushy and and, and annoying mm-hmm. and so um this was very much the like picturesque version of fantasy snow oh yeah it it, it it makes you it makes you want to like winter despite the fact that when you actually get to winter you're just like i'm just cold and i hate it and it's miserable but the aesthetic spot on um and queen gives birth falls ill dies um the king super fucking sad up until the point where he has to fight a invading army which are warriors that are like black obsidian glass like the it's like black obsidian glass i think obsidian is just black but it's that material i don't know what's called and they're like shards of of glass soldiers and People are swiping at them and they're just sort of like shattering and everything. And they defeat the army. Great. And then they realize there's one prisoner there and it's a woman who's locked up and she's beautiful and she's Charlize Theron and she is called uh, Ravinia and she, (laughs) Ravinia Raven, um, uh, is rescued and the king is like, holy shit i fuck my dead wife i'm gonna fuck you instead lady and they get married the next day because i'm assuming he was still one of those weird people that was like well we can't have sex before marriage um because that would be against god in well this he, world. He, he was so lonely in he was so lonely, lonely and this woman was this like look if i were to i get it if I were to stumble upon Charlize Theron and she was like, let's get married, I'd be like, yeah, no, fucking do it. And, if, and then she like sinks her claws into me and I die. Well worth it. Worth it. Exactly. And that's what happens. It's literally in their bed. They're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And she's like, 
yeah, it's hard to get close to people. Stab. And she's like, oopsies. And then Kuz just absolutely takes over the kingdom and brings her real army in, uh, the ones that aren't made of glass, and just sits her ass down and says, all right, Snow White, um, you can go live in the prison because I don't want to take care of a dumb little girl. And now she has all of the kingdom. We should also mention that um, this is also the point where um, Snow White's friend, William, is him and his dad, who's a duke, managed to escape, but she doesn't. She's still stuck in the yeah. castle and is captured. But but everyone thinks she's dead. Oh, yes, that is true. Everyone thinks she's dead, yes. Yes, um, and so she's trapped in the castle. I, I will say, I really liked how she just wasted no time. It was literally like they got they stepped off of the altar, and she's back there, and she's like, oh, well, well, you're dead. Yeah, it was quick. Um, yeah. It was, and and it's one of the things, like, in terms of, like, plot building up for exposition and stuff, when yeah. I was watching it at the beginning, I was like, does this feel too quick? But then when the rest of the movie felt long, I'm like, no, 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 actually, this a little bit more of this pacing yeah. would have been would have been better throughout. Also, um, also, I just want to say, I just want to say, you hate to, they hate to see a girl boss winning. Is all they is is they gotta tear her down. They gotta. They hate haters gonna hate. Um, and, and as soon as she gets installed, she brings in her creepy, not incestuous brother and uh, her mirror. Which what I yes. thought was interesting with the mirror is that it's not a traditional like looking glass where it has the um silver on behind of it that we normally have it is a gold uh, it looks like a gong it's just a circular gold disc where the center of it is kind of where you would see your reflection and i like that because like, oh that actually is how a lot of mirrors were back then it was just like different types of metal and stuff it wasn't always necessarily like the the glass of it. So I'm like, I, I kind yeah. of like this it's interesting yeah i thought i thought it was an interesting choice i also like that they basically kind of had the mirror be its own character Oh, I, know, yeah. I know that I know that is a big element in the in so other so adaptations. I really liked this version of it. Yes. Do you want to do you want to kind of describe this version of it? I don't. I I I will have a hard time doing that, but I would love to hear you do it. Okay. So when she summons the magic mirror man, she of course does the uh, the rhyme that we all know: mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And this time he says, it is you, my queen. No one is as fair and mighty as you. And the mirror starts to melt down when it when he's forming. And it hits the floor in this like golden goo. And it starts to pile up. And then this cloaked, it looks like a cloaked figure sort of emerges from the golden goo. So it's this gold, like just draped guy. And that that mass that figure speaks to to her so it's really interesting too it's not like uh you know a reflection kind of mm-hmm. ghost uh, face as as we see in the the disney version of it um yeah it's, and and let me tell you when in that theater that melts and gold gooey stuff i was like oh wow this is awesome like this was the moment especially in the theater with the queen where it was one of my it, one of if not one of the first times i'd really seen charlie's their own mm-hmm. and so i was just like who the fuck is this woman she is crushing it like mm-hmm. early on just you like oh my god so into herself she's loving every moment when she's the fairest and then we cut to you know it's basically like and time passed and she kept her reign on the kingdom 
And she asks the mirror again, like, hey, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of all? Wait, sorry, and... sorry. Before we, before we go there, um, I really think it's incredible that she was able to play, like, really, like, really convincingly, you know, damsel in distress. She looks like, like the kind of woman you would, like, you might see in a story like this who you want to save. And oh, then... yes. And she's able to turn very quickly into playing the playing the evil person. I think, like, in our last episode, we talked about how she has this kind of otherworldly kind of beauty and quality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that they really took advantage of that in this movie. Absolutely. There are, there are so many scenes where we get just shots of her in amazing costuming, shots of her, like, there's a uh, scene later on where she, like, dips herself in a in a milk oh, bath milk? yeah and comes out and she's she's naked she's she goes she's like naked from behind and when she emerges she's holding her hands above her uh, on her breasts and she comes up and she's just like in this white it, it's milk but it looks like white goo like glue it's so like it's oh my god but it she looked like even that i'm like how is it she's fucking sexy when she's like in a bath of milk and she comes up and she looks like you know just like someone made a giant glue stick and yet i'm still like hot as fuck I mean, she looked like she looked like a, like kind of like a marble statue almost, or like a oh, like a porcelain true. porcelain statue. Yeah. I guess is more appropriate. Um, um, yeah, and well, I guess and during this time, we we realize that she has the powers. She so which is funny. So we see a scene where um, uh, Snow White, Kristen Stewart, is in the dungeon, and there's another prisoner played by um, Lily Cole. Adorable. I had a huge crush on her. Um, uh, during the time of the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which is probably the most major film that she's been in. Um, she is like, oh, I'm here too. And she gets brought up and soul sucks, life force sucks. Ravinia just takes it all from her. And we see that Lily Cole's character, Greta, begins to age rapidly while Charlize Theron becomes more youthful. This is mm-hmm. one of the ways that she maintains her youth is just yep. sucking it out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that's a pretty common, I feel like that's a pretty common trope you see oh, yeah. in, in a lot of these, these fantasy and, and, and sci-fi stories often. Yeah. And, and so we get a, we, we get a glimpse behind the scenes that it's like, okay, that transformation into um, a hag that we, that we see within the, the Snow White story is more so just that's her natural form. And all of this is the illusion. Like she did look like that at one point. It's not, you know, we see flashbacks and stuff, but it's not, um, uh, it is all maintained with, with magic. Uh, and we get that magic is a big part of this world, even though <laughs> Kristen Stewart is doing the Lord's prayer at a moment in the prison. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so, so Catholic God exists alongside fairies and dwarves. Cool, 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 cool. And yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. It was so out of place. I I was like, okay, choice. We're never going to follow up on this because it's not as if religion plays whatsoever in the background. It's not like, oh, the church is a force that Ravinia has to deal with because they're right, trying yeah. to like exercise her or whatever. Nah, whatever. She's just doing it for herself, I guess. Um, And so uh, she... Uh, so a magpie flies into the window of Snow White's dungeon, which I thought was interesting because Ravinia has all of her ravens. That's her big thing. And lo- mm-hmm. ravens are, a, they're all throughout. You'll see one periodically here and there um, in the background. You'll hear raven cries. 
Um, so the fact that magpies, she has her own bird that kind of helps her is it. And she goes to look at the bird, and then outside she sees um, there's a loose nail, which which Alex and I were like, has she never looked out the window and saw a loose nail before? Did she never <laughs> never notice that was right outside? So she like pulls it out. Um, and then when she's being taken up, because the queen realizes, I need a soul suck Snow White, and I can be young for fucking ever. Well, because because that's when she she asks the mirror again, and the mirror is like, "Yeah, no, yes. Snow White, Snow White, Snow White turned legal." Um, the the countdown website for still Snow White turned eighteen yes. ticked over, yes, and so now no. she's now now she's the fairest of them all because because she's because she's legal of legal age. It was yeah, it was one of those things where it's just like, oh, she did just say that, like she come of age, like okay. Um, and, uh, they're gripping her up and it's the, the brother, um, uh, Finn who's doing it. She stabs him, um, manages to escape. They then do a manhunt for her. She ends up within the dark forest. And that is where, Rav- um, we learn that Ravinia has no power. We don't know what's up with the dark forest. We just know it looks corrupted as shit. And like the, the outward bound of it is like uh, mud and gunk and the white horse that she rode to get on there, get stuck. Um, don't stop being sad. Uh, uh, oh God, what's the name of the horse from Amber ending story? Whatever. Um, it looked like that. And she gets it. And so then... Ravinia is like, you fucking idiot, Finn. You let the princess go. <sighs> I guess we got to get Chris Hemsworth in here to deal with this. And so we have uh, Eric the Huntsman enters. What, we haven't talked about, what did you think of, of Chris Hemsworth's performance in this movie? I I was shocked they made another one of these around him is what I'll say. It, it was kind of like his character is very disinterested, which which felt like a really good cover for Chris Hemsworth being disinterested. Yeah, it was well, and it, and it's interesting. So the the names that they were going for for the Huntsman before they landed on Chris Hemsworth is fascinating because they were kind of going different directions. So well, I guess one of them was Tom Hardy, is who they were thinking about, and then Michael Fassbender, then Johnny Depp. Okay. Vigo Mortensen, Hugh Jackman, and then finally Chris Hemsworth, who had only been in Thor the previous year. So yeah. that was his break, and this was his like second one on it. Um, you're right. I find that the writing of the character interesting because he is so disaffected. He's so he's a drunk, his wife is dead, you know, he hasn't gotten over it. He's brought in because he's a good hunter. He knows the dark woods. So he's like, yeah, sure. I'll go to the dark woods. I'll I'll find this girl, uh, whatever. Well, the, and, well, she promises to bring her, his wife back. Yes, I was going to say, and then, okay, sorry, yes. And I was going to say, and then the uh, the queen offers, but you know, right, he, that's what gets him to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to the woods to find her. And... Finn gets to where the Huntsman and Snow White are as well. And he reveals to the Huntsman that actually, my sister can't actually bring back anyone from the dead. (laughs) Come here, Snow White. And then uh, the Huntsman's like, fuck you. 
and ends up uh, taking her along with him. And they're now running off. This is this is the the trough of the movie that where I was falling asleep is. What oh I'll yes, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like it feels like setup because if you're gonna have yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman, we're maybe fifty minutes in, mm-hmm. and we're finally getting the two of them together. It was a pretty long time in before mm-hmm. they met. Yeah, I mean the Huntsman just kind of shows up, and then they're like, "Yeah, he's the only one who's been to the Dark Forest and lived." So you, you know, get at it. Um, they end up in a village. They feel safe, and then the 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 kings, the queen's men come and burn the village down. They yep. run away again. That's I'm taking a nap now. Um, <laughs> and they end and, and 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 some other stuff happens, but then they end up in a they end up in a forest where they are where they feel like okay, we're safe. We we got away, and then they get trapped by a band of dwarves. Yes, eight dwarves uh, find them, and they basically. They're like, ah, eh, things have gone to hell under Queen uh, Ravinia. And they're like, oh, you hate her? And they're like, yeah, we like the old king better. And, and so White's like, oh, that's my dad. And they're like, what? And they're like, oh, this is bullshit. And then Muir, Bob Hoskins, comes in. He's like, no, she she has the the blood in her. She's she's real. She's, you know, blood is pure or whatever it is, you know. Um, you know, cut her down. And because they're basically like, you need to let us go because you can hear the king's men are coming. And they're like, fine, we'll cut, we'll cut her down and leave the huntsman. She's like, he has to come with me. Fine, we'll cut you both down. Um, and then they go hide in a cave, a gorgeous cave. Like, oh my God. The, again, on location filming. So they're in like a real cave that was so amazing to, to see um, inside of it. And they kind of go through, find their own clearing. And we get to meet the, the dwarves and we find out that they're like songsters. They have like this interesting taste and sort of were they gonna were they gonna eat them i don't think so i I don't think that was the implication i wasn't sure what they like when they first caught them before they before they let them loose i wasn't really sure what they were gonna do with them oh they just wanted they just wanted to steal from them because they complained they're like oh they only have one gold piece like we we wasted a whole morning set up this entire trap caught two people and you only have one gold piece so that's that's where they were uh, at first, just being like, "What are we even gonna do here?" Yeah. Um, and they then have to go through and they get to the a fairy sanctuary, which the fairies you would think, "Oh, sprites, beautiful, pretty." No, these are like kind of weird golemy creatures that are, uh, are like off. They're off pink, right? I feel like, mm-hmm. and bald and she looks at him and she's like oh they're so beautiful i'm like well to each their own and i i, I just also want to say mm-hmm. meet meet the, meet the gang go through a cave very lord of the rings very very fellowship yes. of the ring oh yes absolutely um and then they get in another fight uh with finn the man and uh, one of the dwarves gus uh the very nice one uh is killed and so everyone's very sad. Uh, they have a funeral. Um, they burn his body. And... Gus, Gus was the Gus was the, the kind of dorky one that that dances with her, right? Yes, ex- yes, yes. Um, and he's basically because I can't remember exactly what it says, but he's basically just like, uh, "Well, ma'am, you wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be too, you know, inappropriate for me to ask for a dance like this, would it?" And uh-huh. she's like, "Oh, no, be great." No, well, um, I mean, she had the tone of, "Yes, I'm going to humor this loser, like the prom yes. queen is dancing with the nerd." Yeah, but you're also. Right. I was like, does she know how to dance? She's been in the she's been in the castle basement for like ten years. <laughs> she's retained all the moves that 
Yeah. She's retained all the moves that she had um, from there. Um, when she was very young, dancing with William. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, the Duke and William learn that Snow White's alive. So William is now uh, going and he joins, like, he he finds Finn as big, like, I'm a good bozeman, so you should have me join your crew. And mm-hmm. hides along so that then he can go help Snow White when they attack him. And this is the point where they kill um, Finn, yep. all of his men. And William then is like, hi, it's me here. They get to the woods. And we haven't seen Ravinia for a while. It has been a little bit. And um, William and and... Snow White had this sort of meet cute and they're sort of like catching up with each other and he casually gives her an apple and she takes a bite and as she bites from the apple, she doesn't feel great. And then she notices the apple starts to like grow spikes or thorns. It's like, it's, yeah. it's a bunch of little hairs almost mm-hmm. like it's a lot yeah. of little, and it's just, it looks gross. It's one of the greatest yeah. transitions because it looks nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she drops it, and Will- William has his face on it. He's like, ah, oh, I finally got you. And you're like, oh, shit. It's the queen. And she does this amazing... I thought the CGI on this, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't the best, but, like, the transformation was... Oh, between yeah. Between William and the queen was incredible. Yes. I, so here's the, here's the one I was wondering when I was watching this. Did... Was she... Was she disguised as him the whole time? Did she... I kind of wondered if maybe she used a spell to take his place or something. No, because he's there because he's sleeping okay. at camp with the huntsman and they're like, Hey, oh, where the okay. hell does Snow White's go? We need to go find her. I so no, see. in okay. that moment, I... she simply was, was yeah. nearing him. I was not, I was not paying that much attention. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. Her powers also aren't like explained. You just know she has yeah. powers, but it's not like here right. are the rules of it. She yeah. can just, so in here, you know, she becomes William. They attack her. She turns into just a bunch of ravens. So yep. I don't know if it's actually her that is physically there right, or yeah. like a manifestation yeah. of, I assume it is her and she simply was like able to teleport, you know. See, this, I, I, think it, I think I thought ravens. it was more like a force ghost style thing. But. It, it, it could be. It's not really like explained. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and she is poisoned. She dies. Um, William kisses her because they think, oh, you know, true love's kiss, but nothing happens. And um, they then take her body to the castle of the Duke because the Duke's loyal to the king still. We should mention it. So he's like one of the only forces yeah. that is like, but, but, it, but it, 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 it's, like a, it's like Game of Thrones shit. He's, he's still got his own army and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he the huntsman then comes in in a scene that i thought was really funny delivers this entire monologue to snow white's body and is just like giving us essentially giving us the exposition of his wife dying and the fact that he like wasn't there and we also learned that finn killed his wife that was like a twist and he's like oh your wife died i saw her she screamed your name it was the last thing that she said before she died kind of I thing. always remember I always remember the screams. Yes, exactly. Um and he's just like, "Uh, you know, well, I you know, I, I finally, you know, was able to to have my heart, you know, love again and it was you and I'm sorry I couldn't help you." And he gives her a kiss and she flutters he leaves and she flutters awake. And then, like Jesus from the tomb, she rises and comes out and it's draped in white. And everyone sees her emerge from this church. 
and they're like, oh my God, hallelujah, you know, Snow White is back. I mean, I will say, some, some of the reaction was a little like, oh, she's back. Oh, it worked, huh? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> we don't know how, but she's here. Um, and we should also mention, when Finn dies, Ravinia, like, goes through it. It's like as if she yeah. got stabbed, and she's, like, writhing. Yes. It's great acting. She's literally, like, uh-huh. writhing on the floor and, yep. like, just j- jerking and around. A- it's And freaky. aging aging very rapidly also. Yeah. Um, th- there was There was a good exchange where... Finn was like, I've given everything to you. Why can't you give something to me? And she's like, haven't I given everything to you? And he's like, yes. and he's like, yeah, yeah, she's right. She's right. Um, there is, is the brother in the original story of Snow White? I don't remember this. No, no. It I don't felt so again. This one felt very Game of Thrones. Like, um, um, Cersei and uh, Jamie, like, like it's the proto version of them because I think so. 2016 Game of Thrones wasn't out for, I mean, the books were obviously out, right? But but, but Game of Thrones started in like 2011, I think. Did it really, is it really that early? Let me take 2011 or 2012. Yeah, no, definitely. I want to say 2011 or 2010, even 2011. You're right. So, this, oh gosh, this is, I didn't even think of this in the context of Game of Thrones. I thought similarities in the terms of it, right. but I thought Game of Thrones started afterwards. Holy mm-hmm. shit, yeah, this is. This would have been in production during the time that Game of Thrones was airing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there mu- there must have been also sort of that. But it's, it's very similar, it's like a very of... similar. Day. I mean, in this case, like the, the brother's kind of like a Weasley, Weasley worm and not like, you know, Jamie Lannister. But yeah. this like this like really, really, you know, shown as almost incestuous style, like like symbiotic relationship. Yeah. They act more like a husband and wife than they do a brother and sister. Well, he Except acts more like don't. a husband. She acts pretty aloof to everything. But well, that's true. And she acts. She acts like a wife that hates her husband. Yeah. Um, and but keeps him around because uh, he's useful. And um, yeah. And so, uh, long and short is there's just a battle at the end. You know, it's a big battle. Well, wait, scene. hold on, hold on. You, you can't cut. You can't skip over. We we, um, Snow White is like. All right, I gotta go fight. I gotta go fight the queen. Let's take the Duke's army. She shows up in a fucking suit of armor on mm-hmm. a horse, and I was like, "I'm into this. This yeah. is this is now you've really got me." And then and then fucking Chris Hemsworth is like, "You look good in male," and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> Those balloons going on your screen. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this on the recording. Literally, balloons just appeared in front of Alice, like visually for no reason. I think because I was screaming, maybe. But yeah, it was like, um, but yeah. So, so, so Chris Hemsworth compliments her, and I was like, oh, now it's gross. Now it's sleazy. God damn it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and there's a whole bit about how like she's she throughout the movie she's kind of like dealing with like, well, I I am the rightful ruler. How am I going to lead these people? And she kind of has to give some, like, you know, some of those, like, um, war movie big battle speeches. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, well, I think it's probably a good time to talk about it before we get to the ending. Um, a lot of the stuff around this movie that I read was focused specifically on Kristen Stewart's performance of being bad. And I don't know about you, but I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I thought the character is pretty underwritten. And I really liked that in a lot of in a lot of cases like cuz like the, it feels like there's a lot of scenes where she's not even saying anything she's just kind of reacting like um when she eats the apple um towards the ending especially but like anytime she had to give like a big speech or, or or monologue or anything i felt like i felt like it was you know on par with this movie so yes. i don't know 
I thought she was great. I, I don't, I, okay. I don't know if it's one of those things where it's also sort of like people not being able to remove themselves from Twilight and already going in expecting her to be quote bad and then yeah. seeing what she's doing and being like, oh, she's just doing Kristen Stewart's thing. So there mm-hmm. go, it's bad or whatever. But yeah. she's a subtle actress. Like yes. she has finesse. Right. A lot of actresses don't. Yes. And it's I, I I wonder if they just wanted Snow White to be what more feminine, more or, or like or like like bigger, quippy, like or like like quippy, in a Joss Whedon what? show or something. Yeah, yeah. Because like, what like, do you want Snow White to be? The character is just so underwritten. She doesn't really do anything except run oh, yeah. away for the first ninety minutes of the movie, and then and then they give her stuff to do. And I thought and I thought when she, when asked to 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 really act and do stuff, she was great. But um, I I mean like I think you know public opinion on Kristen Stewart I think has really come around. I think people do respect her as an actor now. Yes. But um, that was just the one thing that stood out to me because like people were talking about you know Charlize's performance is incredible. I thought Chris Hemsworth was kind of whatever. People liked it though. Um, but but people kept rag. A lot of people were ragging on 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 our friend Kristen Stewart, and I did not agree. No, I don't agree either. I I I I think I could agree that it's underwritten, and that it pro- mm-hmm. it may and part of it is you're right because she's having to react in situations, and and all the time she's the damsel in distress. Like she's always on the run. Yeah, you know, so there are. I, it's is it's not the movie doesn't give her moments to really fight back that much. So it's like, yeah. oh, is she she's not the action star of it, so it's mm-hmm. bad. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely had a thought when she was like running through the woods, and I think she was wading through water at one point, and I was just like, poor Kristen Stewart. She escaped Twilight, and, and this is what she's asked to do. Oh, but you know what? I um. Well, and, and also, uh, we, we do have to briefly mention, this uh, also is a pop cultural moment because it is, it, during the filming of this, Kristen Stewart and the director, Rupert Sanders, were caught uh, canoodling. Well, okay. And- they were, they were, this is, this is, all right, all right, we're going to have our Gaylor yeah. minute here for a go second, for it, okay? Go for it. Okay, Kristen Stewart breaks out in Twilight. Is is in a relationship with did not marry. I thought they had gotten married. They did not get married. It was in a relationship with Robert Pattinson throughout the duration of the movies. Twenty twelve, last movie, last Twilight movies coming out. She is caught kissing the director. What again? You got the balloons again. This the is it my hands? Is is this so? The the uh, Riverside is our recording studio is so on your side that it keeps giving you balloons whenever you make a great, a great point, apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Um, Kristen Stewart is caught kissing the director, like in a paparazzi photo up oh, there. They are again. Kissing. Oh, is oh. It the word kissing. Does it work? For kissing. Me? I think it's on, I think it's on my computer. I don't think it's, I'm guessing it's, is it this thing? the fuck is happening <laughs> um okay so they are caught making out um and then um he and his he and his wife break up she and robert pattinson break up and then she only dates women after that so you know do your own research people <laughs> yes well uh, the, the weird thing is though for me if this was a attempt to then get the story ending for um 
Kristen Stewart and, you know, a, a coordinated thing. Mm-hmm. Boy, that guy was willing to throw his marriage away for this, like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he wasn't happy. Maybe they were using it as a cover for to get to get divorced themselves. Maybe. I don't know. PR relationships are a whole thing. It, you know, yeah, and and we should mention um, his wife, Liberty Ross, um, of the, of the Ross, uh, whose sibling is Atticus Ross, the composer for uh, the Social Network with Trent, oh. Trent Reznor. Um, I, 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 Trent Reznor. I thought you were going to say Ross Dress for Less. Oh, <laughs> that would be that'd be an incredible twist. Although, although it might be, you never know. You never know. Well. She's also a nepo baby. I didn't realize this, but uh, apparently their their grandfather was just a straight up uh, baron, <laughs> like a diplomat. Oh yeah, like that. she she got okay from the deal. She married uh, Jimmy uh, Iovine. Iovine. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. his last name, but the uh, one of the founders of the, of Geth works with uh, Interscope Records and Geffen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 record label guy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So so. A lot's going on. A lot's going on for the people in this movie, is what we'll say. Um, yes. But 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 they ride up to. Well, actually, they first go and rescue the dwarves. Is that right? Yes, they rescue the dwarves, and then the dwarves kind of they go through the sewers essentially, and then open the gates for them, and that's what allows mm-hmm. the army inside. Yeah, and and then um, Snow White and Ravinia have a battle within the chain like the the court chamber where she's mm-hmm. been this whole time and oh my god and even this part charlie's is is just eating it up she's like you can't kill me i am invincible she like blocks every single like mm-hmm. bad swipe that snow white takes at her like easily there and there's a moment that i forgot happened which freaked me the fuck out because it was so good to prove her point, she literally stands in the fire in the middle of the room, delivers a searing monologue, pun intended. And while she's doing that, the flesh from her face is slowly starting to melt and burn. Like you see burning scorches appearing on her face. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like this is like horrible and awesome, but she can heal herself. And so she steps out of it and is fine. And then she goes to kill Snow White. And something comes back, which we didn't set up before. The Huntsman taught Snow White a simple defensive maneuver uh, because Snow White obviously had been in a prison, hadn't really had a chance to defend herself, didn't know what to do. So he's like, here's a knife. Block with your left arm. Use their strength against them. Get them in quick with the right arm. Stab them all the way to the hilt. Mm-hmm. And the queen gets on top of Snow White. She's about to kill yeah, her. Suck all the life. Yeah, suck all the life from her. They're, having, they're about to be scissor sisters in a way. And then she strikes with her one arm. Kristen Stewart blocks it, stabs with the other arm. The hilt goes in and three drops of blood come from uh, there because the prophecy that the magic mirror said is that um, while, whilst one is, or it's, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but essentially by, by fairest blood or by purest blood, this can be done and it can be undone. Um, the fact that um, Snow White is uh, uh, bound to be, you know, the fairest of them all. Mm-hmm. And so her blood, the fact that uh, only Snow White's the one that can counter Ravinia's power. So those three drops, like the three drops earlier yep. um, in the film, mirror that. And she dies and she, as she's dying, 
she um, rapidly ages and mm-hmm. deteriorates. And then that's basically it. And then, you know, then she becomes queen and we don't see her in the sequel. <laughs> uh, well, Wait. we don't see Snow White, I should say, in the sequel. We see... So we, we can briefly talk about the sequel. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not how I remember it ending. What do you mean? Doesn't Ravinia get saved by Snow White's blood? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't... I, uh, maybe, I, okay. I'm trying to remember now. Maybe I missed uh, the last part of it. I, well, she dies, but like, do we see a scene of her not dying? And like being alive again because she's in the sequel so we know she doesn't actually yeah. like, fully die right because right so she dies okay here i'm gonna read the i'm gonna read this um stabs Ravinia to death huh i thought i thought there was a bit where she uses the i thought there was a bit where she where snow white uses her blood to bring her back to life I, I i might be making this up like snow white uses her blood to bring ravinia back to life yeah like she purposely does it yeah because it was like it was like it was like the fairest of them all Oh, no, when she's stabbing her? No, no, yeah. that, the, the three drops of blood is just to symbolize that um, she, because essentially she's like, I need your blood, Snow White, but Snow White can also take her blood away. And so, like, yeah. basically she, like, reversed the equation and said, I can fulfill the prophecy by doing the same thing you were going to try to do to me. It is interesting that they bring her back in the sequel, and I, I cannot remember how or why. The sequel, The Huntsman Winter's War, uh, was released in 2016. I did see it in theaters. It is Oh, it's a prequel. Not as good. Oh, is it a prequel? I think so, yeah. Oh. Oh, it's it's both a prequel and sequel. Yes. Interesting. I can't remember the prequel elements of it. Oh, it sets it up. Oh no, that's right. It sets up the queen and her younger sister, who is played by Emily Blunt, um, who is like an ice queen. That's her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. Because Snow White does marry William in the end. Because uh, King William's in it, but Snow White isn't. Mm. Oh, because Snow so, White's ill. They right. They're like, oh, Ravenna, yeah, she's, she's sick. Ravenna became one with the mirror when Snow White killed her. That, yes. And then, and then, right. and then the, the younger sister unlocks her from the mirror. Yes, she comes from the okay. mirror. Yes, because I was, I was trying to remember, I swore there was a scene in this where you see Charlize Theron, like the mirror drapes her in gold or something. Mm-hmm. That's from the sequel. Um, yeah. But that's one of the images that I think of a lot from it, yeah. uh, even em- though it's not from this film. <laughs> Emily Blunt, Jessica Chastain? Yep. Dang. Yeah, it is, uh, it, 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 it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just more of falls pretty flat because Mm -hmm. you're just like, there's so much work to explain kind of like why Snow White isn't here. And you're sort of like, I don't necessarily care as much about this world without her kind being the one to, um, to, to guide it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, Eric and Eric and Jessica, or uh, Chris Hemsworth and Jessica Chastain's characters end up together at the end. That's sort of their mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Um, I, when I was watching this movie, especially after the first hour when I when I took a nap, I, I was looking, I started looking up reviews, and it's like, 
I was like, why did Roger Ebert give this three and a half out of four stars? Um, but I really do think the back half of the movie really is where all of the action and interesting stuff happens. I just wish they had kind of paced it a little differently so that you didn't just get all of the good bits at the end. Because like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have stopped watching after the first part, honestly. Yeah, I, I, there are a lot of moments where it's like, oh, okay, we have five shots of her running away in this forest, which again, I like because aesthetically, I just like this film. So I mm-hmm. I was aware of the pacing issues. I was aware of like, I feel like I've been watching this film for a while, but I also was like, no, I don't care. Um, I know, if, I don't know if it felt definitely for you. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I want to see Kristen Stewart running in a forest, I want her to be in Forks, Washington. Is what yeah. I'm <laughs> um, and, uh, but it's like, they could trim. There's a lot of trimming that could, like literally even internally within scenes, it's like, cut seconds off here and there, cut seconds off, that becomes minutes. It it, it felt like, and you're, you've pointed this out and I really appreciate it because I, I don't think I would have thought about the film this way. It, it felt like we need to have that Lord of the Rings sweeping everything matters. You know, we need to show off everything here because that's what people want. You know, they talk about, oh my God, didn't Lord of the Rings look pretty? All the mountain vistas, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, we're shooting on location. We should do all that as well. We need to have all of our shots that establish just these different worlds and kind of locations and all that. But they're sacrificing story and pacing for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about Charlize and, and how this relates to the other movies in the canon yeah um, that we've watched so far i think this is definitely outside of monster i think this is definitely the most technical um acting she has to do because she's playing a lot of different different states of like like yep. health and 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 evilness and, and 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 damsel in distress and um i think i think they do a really good job i don't know if it's makeup or cgi when when she's when she's rapidly aging before after her brother is killed mm-hmm. but she kind of she really sells that really well um I just thought I thought the scenes with her and uh, Kristen Stewart together, where, where she was very commanding, were awesome. Um, yeah, how do how does this stack up for you against, especially against like, you know, movies like Young Adult or, um, you know, other movies that, that we've watched that you maybe hadn't seen before? Yeah, so this for me, and I'm gonna quickly, I'm gonna look up and see because I'm I'm curious what films I might have seen her in before mm-hmm. this film i'm gonna look real quickly so yeah literally i think the only other film that i might have known her from was um mighty joe young which i'm not even sure if i would have remembered that much if she was in it maybe i probably just knew her because i'd seen like commercials for young flux oh no she's in the italian job of course of course i'm like i know i must have seen her in something so excited to see her in it when i saw the movie italian job yes 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 so that was my she's like the the lead female in the the mark Wahlberg italian job film um she kicks ass in it she's great um, is, is that the one where they put her in like really skimpy outfits because i think there was a oh, quote sure. she gave in a there was a quote she gave in an interview recently in like the last couple of years where she talked about how in her the one of the reasons she started producing movies with monster was that prior to that all the movies they were putting in her in, they were putting her in like really skimpy outfits for, for the male gaze and she was getting sick of it. Yep, that an Italian job probably was right up there with it because that would have been the same year that Monster mm-hmm. got out. So she she might have even come off the experience of working on the Italian job filming it and was like, Hey, how about my next film? I don't do that. I, yeah, I need just... to take I need to take more control of my career. Exactly. If because if I don't stop this now, I'm I'm just gonna become a body. And then once I age out, you know, once I age out of being ingenue, 
what am I, you know, how am I going to establish myself? Because it's fucking yeah, hard to be a woman what, in Hollywood. When she's not the fairest of them all, what is she going to do? She can only go into the milk bath so often. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so this for me, and I'm only, we'll talk about the the other performances. It it definitely shows her range. Like you you yeah. you nailed that. This is totally tonally different from anything she's done. It is camp. It is high concept. It it is. She has to maintain the ability to be someone who's doing despicable things, and yet mm-hmm. we don't like hate seeing her. We don't, sure. you know, we want to see scenes with her. We want to know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. We're really pulled in by her. And you can yeah. see why all of these people would fall in love with her, would trust her, would want to go for her. Because she mm-hmm. has charisma, like a presence. She She's able to be big and be angry. And mm-hmm. I don't want to use coded words, but shouty, like, you know, how, how a lot of times it's like, oh, like in other terms and actors in general, it's like, oh, we're going to be an angry scene, like with a shout a bunch. And like, it sounds like raw or whatever. Like she sounds even in control when she's like starting to lose control. Cause that's just what the queen is. She's always trying to be in control. Like literally yeah. that's power of the king and and everything that. And I think, I think part of what makes it work is that she, like we talked about, she has a bunch of various different powers. She can turn, she can make things out of black goo. She can turn into ravens, mm-hmm. but it all made sense and it all makes sense. I think because her performance is so grounded and she brings such gravitas to it. I think like with genre stuff, like um, sci-fi and fantasy, if the actors aren't like convinced that they're convincing that they're doing it, it comes off really cheap and flimsy. And they asked her to do a lot of weird stuff in this movie and she really delivered. Oh yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I love about it is that Uh she is doing weird shit and never once did you ever mm-hmm. question the sincerity of the queen in yep. that moment for her actions and what she's doing? Mm-hmm. It all made sense. And a yep. lot of that is her, like all of her, the monologue she delivers, the quips and all that, it's all within a character. You know, like the monologue that the, the huntsman has at the end stuck out like a sore fucking thumb, probably because mm-hmm. one of the monologue around a dead body. But also it's like, oh, you don't, you don't have the, the total, the total ability to like, recall the story and kind of be in the moment and make it like an action. It was very much like a reflective kind of thing. She's making all of this stuff active. Everything she does is active. And I love active acting. A lot of that's writing too. Sometimes you're not written stuff that's active and you have to be reactive. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's my favorite so far. I mean, obviously that's biased because I came in liking this movie. I hadn't seen sure. it in a long time. Honestly, enough people started shitting on it. I kind of was like, is this maybe not as good of a movie as I think it is? And was a, like almost scared to revisit it for a while. But yeah, I yeah, no, it. I like, understand that. Yeah, yeah. This is this still hits me. It still hits what I want while mm-hmm. also understanding. Oh, it's a flawed film. It's not a perfect yeah, film by any yeah. means. Sure. Um, no, I, I think I think especially like all told, there's a lot more here that I liked that I disliked. Is what good. I'll say. I thought the highs were pretty high. Um, you know, I'm 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 a Studio 60 enjoyer. I'm I'm always gonna know that people are gonna not gonna like things I like. I do I do want to ask because I, I had so I had a number of thoughts on it. The final scene where Kristen Stewart is is crowned the queen, and it kind of and it kind of zooms out or sorry, it zooms in on her, and she doesn't say anything. She just makes a bunch of facial gestures. What did you think of that? Um. Oh gosh, I guess I'd have. I. I'm not sure I thought of anything in the moment. I 
you're talking about like literally the very end. Yeah. Of the film. Because it's like, so, so it's yeah, like, I mean, okay. It's just sort of the music swelling and we see the end. I don't know. I didn't think much of it. Because they say hail to the queen and, and she looks, she, I'm watching it right now. She looks sad, but then she looks happy. And it's like, I, I didn't know if she was going to say something. Oh, now they see the huntsman in the back walking, walking by and she sees him and she looks like she's going to say something, but then she doesn't. I just yeah. thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It is it is interesting that they go their separate ways and his is the kiss that awakened her, but they're not ending up together. Yeah. That's the interesting choice at the end of it. Yeah, so the um the last the last shot of her, it really does run the gamut of like she sees him, she looks like she wants to say something, and then she kind of is like like taking in the 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 seriousness of her new role. Like she's breathing deeply and it's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I really liked it. But again, I think it's like, it's a lot of face acting from Kristen Stewart and, I, and I'm very into that, but I guess it was, I just thought it was a bold choice not to have her say anything and have this sort of like odd, like, like oddly timed, like facial expression from her. True. Yeah, you're right. It is. It, she doesn't get a, she doesn't deliver a monologue. She does. She isn't like, and now as your queen, there's no big post battle you know, whatever it is, sort of her assuming her duties, and 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 in that moment, I think the sadness is probably part of realizing, like all this, the like the people she lost, like she's only there because her dad and mom mm-hmm. are gone. But you know, she she saved the kingdom, <laughs> like yay, <laughs> yeah. What about what? Are, what are your thoughts on? I saw some articles describing this as a, a more feminist take on um, Snow White, which I guess I, I, under, I understand where they're coming from. Like, R- Ravenna is not like how she is just by her nature. Her mother puts a spell on her that says, I will give you power as long as you are beautiful. And so it's like it's it's almost like a curse that she puts on her, and and like people were interpreting that to be like, oh, they're they're interpreting how you know feminine beauty standards are 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 forcing women to are you know caging women and stuff. But I don't know how much I bought into that. Um, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this film did not feel like it had a grand thesis to make a statement on feminism. I do. I I will say it does make a lot of choices that undercut the stereotypical feminine role. Like obviously Kristen Stewart's character is not very feminine. Um, mm-hmm. She's beautiful, but she's not necessarily herself acting yeah. feminine. She's not acting like, you know, she's not giggly. She's not like, you know, it's, it's, she's, it's, it's interesting to have a dour Snow White for lack of better terms. Um, it's, it's, you know, when you're comparing a lot of, of especially female main characters from fairy tale fiction, there is sort of that expectation for them to be like, you know, not taking up a sword and getting on a horse and like fucking battling by the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, there's a prince who comes in and he does all of that and then is able to like help fend off the evil, maybe with you know, the help of the main person. But yeah, it's not, it, it, it takes that and kind of puts it on its head a bit. I think it's also interesting making Snow White a royalty versus just being like, oh, she's just this girl who happens to be really beautiful and is working for me. Oh, I guess I need to kill her now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I, I would say maybe if you also want to go in the feminist part, um, the fact that I'm trying to think of what the men's relation in this too is. Cause it's not very feminist because like in terms of like the huntsman's character is not feminist at all. Cause he's just like, you know, makes a lot of comments about women's looks and is just, you know, trying to be swaggerly, but he really loved his wife and has a deep sadness and is grieving and has male emotions, which a lot of times aren't being able to be displayed. I mean, movies more so than obviously real life, but in real life, we know that's an issue of men being able to express feelings and, and grief and things like that. Um, but no, I don't think it's a, an entirely feminist movie, but it's certainly not, not feminist, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, I it kind of felt like they were trying to just apply that lens to anything in there. I guess, I guess I see the, the inklings of it, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it's, it's making a strong statement. No. And I don't think that, I don't think the director nor the writers intended anything. Cause if so, I, the messaging would have been a lot more clear. I do find it interesting that's not a point I would have thought before, but the fact that the queen is cursed with beauty and beauty standards, that is an interesting angle to take on it. But I just assumed they were like, Hey, let's just make all of this. Like snow white was born. Her mom had a thing. Also the queen, she had her own thing, which I was going to say, one of the interesting moments was there's a moment where snow white is with queen Ravinia and has like a real sympathetic empathetic moment like felt sadness for Ravinia even though she's mm-hmm. like an evil person that's trying to kill her you can tell there's just she's just like god it must suck this sucks to be you kind of mm-hmm. of of thing on there which I thought was interesting to give uh Snow White uh, well Kristen Stewart but Snow White a moment to give that acting I, and I thought that was I that's I was a really strong moment that stuck out to me on this rewatch mm-hmm yeah. Um I think that'll probably do it for yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman. Um next time on She's an Actress. Whoa! We're gonna be watching Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, oh fuck my face. I've been avoiding this for a long time. Um I'm curious why why is that? It just it can't be that fucking good. It literally can't be that fucking good. <laughs> I am so annoyed. Like, everyone has a boner for this film to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to see this now because I'm not going to be able to enjoy this with the sky-high hype that it has. And and I've seen Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and I thought it was interesting, but I'm like, I like this because it's the weird sort of fucked up thing from the 80s versus, like, caring that much about it. Um Mm -hmm. I also, now having seen, I'm going to watch this now, um, not being able to see it in theatrical experience, a lot of people said it was the the way to see it or whatever. Um, I'm just curious to watch this as a movie and to watch it as a Charlie's performance because I know she was praised uh, within it. I don't know Hardy was praised. Obviously, everyone talks about just the characters within this, the mm-hmm. different world building parts of it. We're not going to get into it now, but I know quite a bit about this film without having seen it. So I'm also curious if it's going to be being a lot of checklists, like 
yep, there's that scene. Yep, there's that scene. Yep, there's that scene, and and not necessarily reacting to it as much. But I, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those films. I, I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to see this now. I will, I will say, I feel like my prediction is you're going to have a similar reaction to what happened with the Matrix, where you felt like, oh, this is cliche. Everyone loves it. There's all these scenes that I know, and my hope is that you still find some, you know, something in there to love, or it really does like, capture you. Um, I, I think, I think only just because I think that's the best case scenario for something like that. Oh, I don't yeah. want. Yeah, I don't, like no one wants. Like, I don't think either of us want to be cynical and be like, "Oh, I hate this movie. This fucking sucks." Oh no, um, especially like a movie as as sweeping as that. I don't want. I don't want to be like Snow White and the Huntsman for you, where it's like, "Oh, first hour, I'm like checked out," or you know, and and kind mm-hmm. of like, "Is this movie going to be great?" I don't think it is. I know that it is guns blaze or not even guns blazing, engines blazing, um, from the get go, high octane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very curious for my experience on this. It sounds like you've seen it though. I have not seen it. Oh no, you've not seen it. Oh, okay. So you also Yeah, I I, I didn't see it only because I work with I work I work with a bunch of dudes and the we like after this movie came out, they just kept saying witness me constantly and it got so annoying. I was like, I'm good. Yeah, no, that's you are describing sort of the feeling I got back. It was a lot of like bro energy. And mm-hmm. probably at the time, because when did this come out? 2015 or 16? Around there, yeah. 14, 15, something, somewhere around there. It probably was just an era, too, where I was, like, distancing myself from more broy things. I was, you know, dating or and married to Alex early on. Alex and I got married in 2014. So maybe it was one of those things. Well, late 2014. But it's one of those things where um, I don't, I probably just was also, like, not my bag. I want to. I, I'm more interested in arty stuff. You know, I don't. I don't want. I. I. I didn't feel the need for an action film at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, join us next week for Mad Max Fury Road, and as we always say to end the show, I want a uh, bath so bad. I got nothing. Yeah, you can't really say much after that. Ravinia's got to go to work. God damn it. I almost thought about saying Daddy's going to go to work next week. <laughs> that's that's oh, the oh, energy oh. of that. Oh, oh, oh. I figured, out, I figured out what it is. Check this out. Oh, my this, God. It, this is a Mac feature, apparently. It's a Mac. Fe- oh, wow. Oh, my God. There's lasers. It's a light show. There's the balloons. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so I can turn that off now.